Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We are back. We are back. All three of us are back. I've been gone for... It feels like I was in hibernation. I feel like Han Solo right now. I'm back. It's Return of the Jedi and I'm really confused and I can't see anything for the first like 20 minutes of the movie. That's what, that's what that's the state I'm in right now. I'm Illegal 86. I was gone for two weeks. Well, three weeks? Two weeks in a secret segment. Two weeks in a secret segment, which basically counts as three weeks. And I'm joined by Tactic and Nerd Bomber, who held down the fort very admirably while it's gone. I think we only lost like 25% of our listener base. So, you know, if if each of us is worth 33%, then you guys performed above expectations. Woo. Look at wow. Yeah. It's not actually true, guys. Well, actually, for all I know, it is true. I don't watch the listener numbers. I'm I'm not you a slave to, to the fun. audience. I'm just here. For, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? But really, I'd like to be here for a long time also. I think that would be good. It's, you know, it's August. It wasn't August the last time I was here. That's how long I've been away. It's uh, Taylor Swift the dog season. Days. Is that what that... I, I always call it the dog days. I've never heard it referred to as Taylor Swift season. She is has a song she's called August. No, she has a song called oh. August, so it makes sense. But she is still in concert and just dropped a, well, announced a second leg of the tour. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 2023. I feel like every season is Taylor Swift season. Like, is, let's, let's get for her due. But yeah, it's August. The dog days. We're all dogs. Ow. We're not woof, dogs. Woof, woof, yeah. woof. If you were a dog, what breed of dog would you be? Before we get into the Golden topics. Retriever. Nerd Bomber, did he steal yours? No, I'm not a Golden Retriever. Not at all. What is a... I don't want to say like a German Shepherd because I feel like that's too severe, but I'm definitely like the dog that's looking at the Golden Retriever being doofy and just being like, mm. You're like stoic? Yeah. I don't know what kind of dog that would make me though. Stoic dog. German Shepherds are stoic. I don't know if no. I don't know if you want to be a German Shepherd though. They're, they're also incredibly high energy and playful. That's not me. I'm a low energy stoic dog. Yeah. I think uh, let, let me, I want to be one of those British dogs. Boy. If only I knew any dog breeds. It might be a schnauzer. It's called a peaky blinder. A sh- <laughs> yeah, I want to be a peaky blinder. Do I want to be a schnauzer? Let me double check to make sure I'm not an idiot. Yes, I want to. I got it right. I want to be a schnauzer. Look at that facial hair. I mean, come on. It's majestic. Uh, Nerd Bomber, we'll come back to you. I feel like not a great day. Now Now I'm looking. You're just I, a cat. Am, am a I cat. a pug? Am I a pug? <laughs> I don't think you have. Do you have breathing problems? <laughs> I mean, I do get sinus I infections. I don't know. Oh, you might be a pug. I think I'm a pug. I thought you were I mean, more, of a, a you're more of a basset hound. I'd say you're a basset hound. You sit there and go, oh, roo, 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 roo. I'm not that droopy, were you, though. Were you a big deal in China like a really long time ago? I'm so, still a big a deal pug. in China. Okay, you're a pug. <laughs> All right. Nerd Bomber's a pug. I'm a schnauzer. Tactic is a golden retriever, which feels exactly right. And we're going to talk to you today. Actually, one of the things we're going to talk about is about a dog movie. Details to come on that one. We're going to be talking about a sloth movie details to come on that and then we're going to be talking about disney because you can only you can't talk about three pieces of visual media in a podcast without one of them being disney it's a, it's a contractual requirement so we're going to be talking about loki season two as well which just got a trailer last week before we get into that though the reason that there's this big hiatus we all in separate ways vacationed during this during this break we did indeed how how was that for you guys just generally speaking good generally just very good it was fantastic we uh we went up north and visited our great friends in the canadian i, I was gonna say wilderness but we were in cities so there was yeah you were there was very limited i mean we did climb a mountain well climb i'd it, say very lightly there's steps we stepped up a mountain it's all wilderness up there in the great white yeah. north 
at least if you think about it that there way. were moose crossing signs everywhere so did you see any meese did you see any no. meese is it meese i i think, I think it it's meese. just moose right isn't it one of those words where like it's singular and plural i want to say it's meese because that's more fun but if i google moose plural right now the only correct plural of moose is moose that's upsetting all right uh did you see any moose no we didn't we saw some like That's moose souvenirs, but no real live moose. And we got to speak some French. That was cool. Comment allez-vous? I did not go that way. I went south for the winter. I So here's the problem that I have. And this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. I want to see if you guys feel this way about vacations. And in particular, vacations to places you've already been. I went on vacation to a place that I've been in the past 20 years. I think I've been there 10 times. Like I go there with family like every other year. It's a great place. One of my favorite places. But the more times you go there, the more comparison is the thief of joy. We all know this. I do this thing where I, I, have, a, I have a lot of vacation complexes that I have to deal with. One is the second the vacation starts, I'm already like vacation's almost over, which is not a good way to live your life. But that's how I live my life. Two, I'm always comparing past vacations to this vacation and saying that the last one was more fun or the last, like the third last one was more fun. See, that's and the problem with going to the same bad. place every time. Yeah, you got to mix it, it up. I I have this same like first problem where it takes me like if it's a short vacation, I'm immediately thinking like I, I'm going back home soon. But if I have more than like five days after the first day, I can turn it off for a while. But I we don't revisit places often. So I don't compare. She reaches peak vacation nerd bomber at the end of the vacation. I really do. Because of a, a combination of those two things, though, the like thinking it's already over and the comparing it to past vacations, what that winds up culminating in is an intense pressure that I put on myself to enjoy myself on vacation, which again is not what you're supposed to do. And I, to be clear, I had a good time on vacation. Have you considered being drunk? I did. And I was. Good. For some, help? for some of it you see that's the you're really you're touching another sore spot as i age terribly i've learned about myself as many people do that i kind of got to like put in more effort to like get there you know and may, uh, may i ask what you're drinking well it's like it's it was a beach environment so we're talking like day drinking so kind of just like a lot of beer a lot of tropical mm, whatever see, that's your problem as you age old as you get older if you're trying to like get there you got to stay away from beer well, what okay. I what I you'll end up way just, full and just uncomfortable. If you if I really want to get there, you know what the only way to do it is just take shots. No, which I'm not going to do. Too old for shots too. No, you're too, you're old, too old for, for shots. shots. Your liver I know, screams I'm, I, in agony. I know. I'm not saying I do it because I don't, but I'm saying that if I wanted to get there, that's it. Feels like that's what it would take. So, and also, I I think like I think wine is a happy medium, but see, but wine like has drinking wine on the beach is kind of next a, day. Well, why well, the sugar come down? Right. The well, move, the the move because of the sugar content is G&Ts. That's the move. Yeah, I can get down with that. Uh, I'll, I'll remember that for next time. The point and is I had a good time on vacation, but it, it's there's a lot of, I have a lot of issues. See, my biggest That's... issue is just coming back from vacation. Like I well, sure. That's the biggest issue the of all. end of vacation. Like obviously it's not realistic to be on infinite vacation because then that's not vacation. But I dread returning back to normal life like when we were up in canada i was like looking up canadian immigration laws being like oh maybe i'll move up here and open a pastry shop it's a nice relaxing way to spend a vacation (laughs) reading on immigration law well no like you know when you're settling into bed and like the last thing you do before you fall asleep you're like let me let me take a a gander read about immigration (laughs) law. no i i i I get i do get what you mean 
but speaking of infinite vacation that's probably a good time to mention by the time the listeners are hearing this i will be on infinite vacation because i will have won the mega millions so this is this will be my last episode i plan on shirking all responsibilities in life and i don't know what i'm going to do but i mean it's what is it now one point we should talk about this this is like a mini news topic mega millions right now it's like 1.6 billies it's like the third most in history or something this is a this is a thing have you guys bought tickets no will you be i buying was tickets? not aware that this was even a thing it's a big deal it, the, hey drawings tomorrow we're recording this on monday and the drawing is on tuesdays and fridays so you still have time can you buy them online do i have to leave the house you i don't think you can buy them online i think you need to exit your exit your home yeah this is the thing so like i said uh next week it's just going to be these two again i will have i don't know if i if i won 1.6 billion dollars which you know after you take the lump sum and after the taxes by like 200 million dollars or something i would i don't know i don't know where i would be next week put it in the bank and then you just coast that's the move you don't you don't spend it you don't well, change your sure. life you, well i mean you can spend would, it and still i would coast. change my life a little bit like yeah it's, it's i would obviously get a financial advisor who would invest my money in such a way where it would continually grow but then i think i would like pivot because you're not you're not basing your life around you know fulfilling your basic needs you can do whatever the hell you want you can go the first thing you're supposed open to do a pug a adoption center you could do that the first thing you're supposed to do is get a lawyer which is going to cost you some of the money but it'll be worth it they say you're supposed to get a lawyer before you even tell your family which you know i've heard that yeah i've heard you're not really supposed thought. to even tell anybody that you've won until you've kind of locked things away in various untouchable accounts right they also say that if you want to keep your winnings private because a lot of a lot of states and i don't know if our state does it i don't know which states do it but a lot of states it's like a requirement which is the stupidest thing in the world by the way it's like a requirement that they publish your name and they take a picture of you i kind of get so it you're because, no longer not i hate that though but isn't, I hate it, it. isn't the lottery like isn't that taxpayer dollars so like you have a right to know where your money is going it's not taxpayer well, dollars. I thought it was i thought it, it was it, a it, taxpayer, it ta- dollars taxpayer dollars used to then raise money like it's investment so that they, they end up getting more back than what they're paying out based on the number of tickets sold. But I'm pretty sure it's based initially like that lump sum is based on taxpayer dollars. I'm not sure. But it's like, like I don't know. What what difference is it going to make to me seeing? Because first of all, I've never seen one of these photos. But like if I saw like, oh, Mary McGonagall won you know, $1.6 billion in the state of New Hampshire. As a taxpayer, I can confirm that I do not care about it. I I don't care. Did you ever watch the movie Jerry and Marge Go Large? The Brian Cranston movie? I'm familiar with this movie, but I have not seen it. I think it's based on a true story, but like basically people... It's where he buys all the tickets. Yeah. And like we're winning over and over and over again. And they basically had a collective of people because he had figured out how to like game the system. So he would get an investment from all of the people in his town and use that to buy the tickets and then would distribute the money that they won but he was winning over and over again and i think it's supposed to kind of try to stop that maybe but you can you can still work i was reading about this because i plan on winning the lottery tomorrow but you can register an llc and you can have the llc accept the winnings or something so they don't you can just call the it's a shell corporation it's like the same principle i think so you can still kind of remain anonymous they still have to take your picture but you can like wear sunglasses and a hat like, there's a lot of ways to, like, get around it, basically. Which, you know, I don't know if I won, I'd probably just be like, sweet. And I would just, you know, present myself to the world. Seems like a lot of work to, like, make an LLC. Anyways, I'll be winning tomorrow. So this is my last episode. Uh, it's been it's been real. If you have free I'm time, kidding, why guys. would you stop doing what you love? 
Because I'm going to be in like Monaco or something. I guess I could bring my mic with me. I'm kidding, guys. I'm not going to be winning the lottery, probably. Like, Wouldn't it be crazy now after I said that if I won? They were like, wow, he didn't think he was going to. Let's talk about, let's talk about some topics. Let's talk about Slother House. We got a trailer for Slother House earlier this week. I'm just going to read the... So I, if you Google Slother House right now, which maybe you're doing that as you're listening to this. I'm going to read you the about section on Google because it's one sentence. No, two sentences long. Senior Emily Young wants to be elected sorority president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it will help her win, but a string of fatalities implicates the sloth. I could tell you, I didn't even need to like watch the trailer before I knew this was going to be bad. Just the image alone, it looks like not even like it looks like a puppet. It's <laughs> the, well, yeah. So so let's let's kind of break down the trailer a little bit. The 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 puppetry is is heinous. Like I I think the idea of a killer sloth. Obviously, there's a problem in that sloths tend to be kind of slow, but they look scary. I'm, I'm just gonna th- I, I'm gonna throw that out. Get there. out with here! With the big claws, with the big claws, they look scary. They're scary looking. Like, I, yeah, I know you think sloths are cute, but like, come on, they look scary. What it did remind me of is when when I did the capybara quiz. When I hosted that quiz, I was spewing out all these facts about the capybara, and if not for them being like vegetarian. They it sounded like an apex predator, right? They can hold their breath for five minutes. They can hit t- speeds of twenty miles per hour. You can't do that with a sloth. <laughs> that sort of undermines it. The puppetry really undermines it. How ridiculous it is. But I don't think I, I don't it's know, undermining like, it. Like I think it's supposed to be ridiculous. I think it's a purposeful, intentional lean in to it being ridiculous. Well, so let, let's talk about that because I want to understand. I want to understand what this movie is trying to be. If it's trying to be a ridiculous b movie that no one takes seriously and no one sees then yeah i have one word word for you and 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 this is to kind of this has become a subgenre of movies the one word is sharknado right the the, the movie isn't a joke right it's this horrible super horrific superstorm right that's terrorizing the town but it's fucking sharknado come on but sharknado had terror read in it and like Sharknado was also like it start it was on sci-fi. Like it's it's a different Winnie it's the a Pooh. different thing. Winnie the Maybe Pooh. it's similar to that. I don't know. Blood and honey is, is what we're referring no, to. No, I, I understand that. I don't I think that was meant I'm, to yeah, be I said, like for the listeners. Oh, okay. I think Winnie yeah. the Pooh, Blood and Honey was meant to be not necessarily a spoof, but like I think they intentionally were trying to like kind of turn childhood beloved character on its head. Whereas this I think they're just saying like we're gonna be ridiculous here i i think what this is i don't know i don't want to like ascribe the intentions of what these people were doing but like it feels like they're trying to be cocaine bear or something and that's not going to work out like i understand that intention but to be cocaine bear you need to have the premise of cocaine bear which is much different than this you need to have elizabeth banks you can't just kind of coast on like this is ridiculous and the title is slother house like i think part of why cocaine bear was as popular as it was was because people were like it's called co- it's called cocaine bear swather house is a very memorable title it's very funny it's it's doing a lot of heavy lifting okay hear me out though i understand that it's not cocaine bear it doesn't have the star power behind it but was the initial scary movie did that have any star power behind it i don't think it did boy i mean it didn't have the waynes brothers did it let me, the, let me the original bit. one oh i guess it, it was directed by the waynes brothers but like but yeah, yeah. It, i think you're wrong had, about that yeah, it had a number of like at the time famous actors but i think it's trying to like resurrect that genre yeah i think it's a subgenre of like ridiculous 
scary quote unquote movies that are intentionally trying to take themselves serious. Scary movie is a movie that doesn't ever take itself seriously. It's I think this is a whole different genre. I don't. I want to push back on that again though. It's not. Yeah, I don't think it's trying to be serious. I think it knows that it's a meme. And and like to be clear, I I would like for movies like this to succeed in their own way and to understand what i mean by that let me just describe like imagine you are it's so this movie comes out august 30th that's just a fact about this movie imagine august 30th you're like oh man what are we gonna do tonight and someone's like oh man that swather house comes out let's go see it at the movie theater and the tickets are like two bucks a piece i that's have like, i have the perfect comparison movie actually human centipede no because that was actually horrific and this that got not, by on shock value. Yeah, this that, is that's, not that. It's a different thing. Like, I think this... I, I want movies like this to succeed because I think bad and funny horror movies are an art form in their own way and they have a they have a place in society. I mean, when I was a, when I was younger, I watched bad horror movies with my friends in high school and, like, it was, it was fun and it was funny and it was memorable. But, like, I think if you, like, put these in a theater, like, no one's going to go to a theater to see Slother House. No one's going to pay $10 or however much it is nowadays to see Slother House. Would they pay five dollars yeah maybe i think they might and like at that point like i don't understand these these sorts of movies from an economic standpoint i don't know why they are made i'm sure this movie was cheap to make but there's no way it's going to make its money back is it like, a limited release though like limited theatrical release or is i don't even like know if it's getting a theatrical release it said it was in theaters if it's i mean you would want it to be a full theatrical release i would think but again i just don't i don't know what they're hoping to get about this because People aren't going like I. I understand the like meme value and like the entertainment value of making this movie, but people aren't going to pay that much money to go see it. They're not going to pay that much money to rent it. I think you're wrong. I think that this has the meme steam, and I'm going to trademark that it has the meme steam to drive people to the audience just so they can like go on TikTok and be like, "I'm going to see Slaughterhouse." So let me ask you guys a very important question. Don't even think about it. Are you seeing this? One, two, no. three. No. no. I would watch this at home. Alone? Yeah, for free. For free. Uh, I'd pay a few bucks. I mean, this is apparently going exactly. to be... How m- but but you wouldn't pay 10. This you would is not pay 10. It's going to be at like Alamo Draft Houses, AMCs. There's, it's, it is going to be a more limited release though. Like I'm looking around and like there's nothing in our direct vicinity. Like you got to travel at least 20, 30 minutes or so. So I have another question. So this movie is rated PG-13. Had the rating been, say, R, do you think it could have been made better? Yes. Probably yes. I, I think that if you're going to go in on this, you got to go all the way. I don't know Agreed. why they wouldn't. That was one of the things that shocked me when I when I saw this concept. I thought they had to just go all the way on and, and gore and violence and make it just... Whew. And I think that's they missed the bullet on that one. Can we talk about this poster for a second, though? Like, there is some brilliancy here. Like... They're basing it around a sorority, which I don't understand why a sorority sister would even buy a sloth to begin with. But like, don't rush, die slow. Come on. That's pretty good. She thinks the cute sloth will help her win. That's what the about section of this Google of Google says. I, I don't know if I was in a sorority. If I saw a girl with a sloth, I'd be like, that's weird. I don't, I don't think that would make me want to vote for her. Unless the sloth is like really cute, I guess, you know. See, I think you guys are just taking this too seriously. I think you have to look at it as like a comedy that I think this is like prime stoner movie candidacy here. Well, I think you might be onto something with the ongoing TikTokification of society. 
that I think you might be onto something with where people might be like, I'm going to see this because it has, as you said, which I can't believe you may have made this up. The meme scheme. <laughs> if you didn't make, if you, if you made that up, we need to like get lawyers involved and trademark that. It has potential for that reason. It has potential for like, yeah, stoner dudes to like maybe rent it at home for like two bucks. Again, I, I, like, I don't see anyone you paying more than $5 for this. So movie. downplaying this. Did either of you see Megan's body? Yes. Never, never saw Megan's body. That was good, right? But, but that was, was rated R. It was advertised the same way. It had the same tone and everything. It was advertised the same way, and now it's Hold considered on a, a cult do you mean, classic. Do you mean, do you mean Jennifer's body? Oh my God, yes, Jennifer's body with Megan Fox. Sorry, Just I got the names, sure. the wires crossed here. But like, it is a cult classic now, widely considered so, to be ahead of its time. And I think this is what like. If you l- watch a trailer of Jennifer's body, it's got the same ridiculous tone that Slaughterhouse has. And I'm not saying but, a, the star but, power is not the same, and I understand that. However, I think that's the tone that they're going for. And I think that in 10 years, it might have a cult following. But And, and I, I can see where you're coming from here. But that, again, is why I pointed to it was a miss by them making it PG-13. Jennifer's body was rated R, and they were able to just go full-fledged horror, weird genre. They didn't do that. I mean, wasn't here. wasn't Jennifer's body like it was two thousand nine? Wasn't that like Megan Fox right after Transformers? Wasn't that like her at the height of her power? I thought that was when she was starting to fall off of Transformers. She made Transformers in two thousand seven. She made this movie basically right after that, okay. and. I mean, I feel like half of people who saw Jennifer's body were like, Megan Fox is hot. So like, I don't know. I get your point. But like but the movie and that this is one of the things too. So Jennifer's body was originally considered to be ridiculous and all about just Megan Fox being hot and full of like just dumb sex nonsense horror film. But there's a lot of like retrospectives on that movie that shows that it's smarter and was ahead of its time. And a lot of the social commentary that it had within the movie was shrouded in comedy and the just overall overt, quote unquote, badness that they cloaked it in. And I think they could do that with Slaughterhouse. I'm very optimistic that Slaughterhouse could be the next Jennifer's body. I'm calling it now. When this movie comes out. We're all going to have to watch it. I don't think Slaughterhouse is going to have anywhere near to the, the level Jen- of the message that Jennifer's, Jennifer's body, body. It's going to be the next Jennifer's body. This is an ice cold take. <laughs> the hottest Jennifer's take. Body, she, Jennifer's body was written by Diablo Cody. Do you know, do you know no, about Diablo Cody? I have Cody? no idea who that is. Okay. She wrote a little movie two years before that called Juno and won an Academy Award. So that also might be okay, why it's well, good. Like, who, like, who, won Sla- who wrote Slaughterhouse? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just, just gonna go down with this ship, some huh? guy named jeff bradley fowler <laughs> wrote slaughterhouse yeah yeah go on um t- i don't t- tell me about him i don't know who that is i will now i'm on the clock here bradley fowler yeah. who is bradley no, i'm i'm I'm, bradley I'm helping i'm helping let's see what he wrote he wrote a, a movie in 2022 called starfucker actually did he write that or was he in it did this he? this is what this is literally i think porn and he was either no. in it or he wrote it. I it, maybe it wasn't porn. It's TVMA, and the, boy, I, need- I don't even know if I want to look at any more that he's done. Anyways, Fatherhouse comes out August thirtieth, twenty twenty three. It may or may not be the next Jennifer's body. 
I'm calling if it. You, if you see it and you think it's the next Jennifer's body, at Online Warriors one at OWLU86 is my account, at OWTactic, and the main person you're going to want to reach out to is uh, at OWNerdBomber because she seems to think this is going to be the next Jennifer's body. He I hope has, you're right. He I hope you're right. PhD, maybe. No, he doesn't uh, have a PhD. <laughs> unclear. Unclear. <laughs> we'll revisit that point. Don't say anything else. You're going to have to make us issue a retraction. He wrote a movie called Novel Love, uh, The Voices, and a bunch of shorts. And maybe a porn. I still, I don't know what that movie is. There, that It was a TV show. He also had a short called Sock Monster. So clearly he's got, you know, the, the background for this. So uh, in any case, <laughs> it's, it's, this movie is probably Jennifer's body. So... That brings us to our next topic. Let's let's stick with film and let's talk about Strays. Strays is coming very soon. Strays is coming on August 18th, 2023. That's basically the week after this one. Question mark. Week after yeah, week after this one. This is this is interesting. I, I want to I want to talk about why the, I think this movie is a terrible idea. Let me let me just stay on my negativity horse and just ride it off into the sunset. So this movie, if if you can go watch the trailer right now, but if you don't want to watch the trailer, I will tell you right now what it is. It is talking dogs, but they're all potty mouse. That is the entire premise of the movie. That is where it begins and ends. They're all talking dogs that are potty mouse. They like do doggy drugs and like they eat mushrooms and, and trip and stuff. And it's Will Ferrell as the main character. Jamie Foxx, Will Forte, Isla Fisher. or Isla Fisher? I never know how to pronounce her name. Isla, Randall Park. There is no market for this movie. I don't understand why this movie was made. Um, excuse me? I disagree. I think, okay, this is the hottest take here. I think Illegal 86 doesn't like movies. Does not like comedy. <laughs> unless I it's highbrow comedy. And I love comedy. Unless it's highbrow comedy. I feel like you don't enjoy stupid comedy. And Slaughterhouse I... and Strays See, both stupid comedy. Now now let me let me come in. This was created by the same team that brought us Ted. I love Ted. I love Ted too. You don't like Ted. Is are you for I'm... this movie because it's dogs? Uh, partly, but I also just thought it was kind of funny. One of the reasons that I didn't relate to Ted was that, and weirdly, I... You didn't have a Teddy Ruxpur, bro? Uh, no, I just, it was too stoner comedy for me. And no, it wasn't stoner comedy. So I think, no, it I think was. what it was, I it was just too family guy comedy. Too. I distinctly remember there was just a lot of like, oh, look at my house full of bongs and I'm Marky Mark and I'm like 40 with a teddy bear who smokes weed. And I'm just like, that That doesn't resonate pretty, with me. Pretty Talk- good summary of the movie. <laughs> talking yeah. dogs, like, okay, that sounds funny to me. I think it's more just the presentation. The comedy style I'm here for, it's just the presentation of it. And how it's presented, which is the, the same the thing. Presentation, the presentation is as such. This movie is also being severely undermarketed. For the famous people that are in it, for the comedy team that's behind it, what I see and how little promotional material... I, I did not know about this movie until today when you guys told me to watch this trailer for this podcast. That, to me, speaks to a studio that is trying to distance themselves from this movie before it comes out. I don't know. Also, it was delayed once. Which, granted, a lot of movies are delayed these days, so I'm not going to hold that against it necessarily. But I think this is going to have the same staying power again as Ted, where it kind of had like a slow start, but then it really like there's a lot of people that really enjoy those movies. And so, yeah, maybe the advertisement was slow, but they're, they're letting the movie speak for itself and it's getting around and people are getting excited for it. This looks hilarious. I'm not, I just, I don't agree. Maybe I don't like comedy. Maybe you guys are right. It, let me ask you this. Do you think it's the next Jennifer's body? 
no, this is not the next Jennifer's body. <laughs> no, but I think it's a, a it's a rough and rowdy homeward. No, not homeward bound. Uh, why should yeah, I homeward worry? Bound. No. Oliver Why and Company. Should I Oliver, this is, Oliver and Company. No. This is Oliver and Company for adults. Uh, yeah. No, this is Homeward. You were right the first time. This is Homeward Bound. No, this is I this is this is Oliver and Company. Because he, he takes the, the whole streets. premise is about the dog teaching the other guy the other animals that the streets are where it's at. And you don't need no human. What where is the comedy in this? Explain it to me like I'm like I'm five. Basically dog owner stuff, like the stupid shit that your dog does. Now it has a voice. Like, can you tell me? And this is like a, a deeply personal question, and I, I totally understand. If you don't want to answer on air, putting you on the spot. Do you voice? Do you voice your dog at home? Yes, of course I voice my dog. That's what this be- movie is. And here's the other side of it. One, dogs aren't like all like PG, right? They're 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 people, and so they're gonna have curse words and they're gonna be do all the things that we do if i see like a gnome outside yeah i'm humping it whatever not a big deal now as far as the jennifer's body comparison goes there is going to be a profound message in this movie too and it's going to be your value isn't the value that others give you it's the value that you give yourself that's the one that matters i think talking animals is a very hard premise to sell regardless I think when you take that Venn diagram and shrink it even more by making all the animals say fuck words, I just I think you're I think you're you're destroying any market you could have. I just I I, I really do think I'm going to be borne out on this one. I th- I think I'm going to be right. I I disagree. I watch a lot of talking animal movies thanks to Disney, and talking animals always hit home. I I mean, w- w- look, the tape will tell the truth. We'll see about this one. This one, I mean, this is coming out August 18th. I'm convinced. We'll see if it makes nary a peep on the box office market. Did you ever shocked. watch, like, stoner comedies at all? Did you ever watch, like... One of my favorite comedies ever is Pineapple Express. Love that so movie. So I'm but... confused, I guess. It's probably, it's probably like, top five movies for me is Pineapple Express. I top think... five comedies, so I should we, say. We covered two movies on the show. I think you have to watch one. Which one? If you have to watch one, which one are you doing? It's Stray. Oh, I'm going to be the That's really tough. I think I would probably pick Slaughter House. I think I would go Slaughter House just because it's the next Jennifer's body. I'm, I'm, it's the next Jennifer's <laughs> body that much that we've established. <laughs> I, I, I am much more willing and ready to venture into a movie that is going to be unintentionally funny than watch a movie that is trying very hard to be funny and is not making me laugh. That is, that I, that the latter just makes me uncomfortable. And I think that's what Strays would accomplish. Okay, so I wanna, isn't that yeah, just most Will Ferrell comedies then? Whoa, 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 wait, what do you, what, what, what's the question? Isn't, so Will Ferrell is one of the main voice actors in Strays. Isn't yes. that kind of just most Will Ferrell movies then? Like they're nope. trying very hard to make you laugh. It's very in your face yes, comedy. And it's they, no different And they are Strays. very often successful. That's I, the difference. I disagree. Talladega Nights also, by the way. Talladega Nights was good. Comedies. But like, I didn't get the hype behind Anchorman. Maybe very unpopular opinion. I know. I didn't find it that funny. Anchorman is among the lesser for me. I'll grant you that. I also thought Step Brothers was pretty funny. I see. I thought Step Brothers, again, too in your face. It's in your face. You're not wrong about that. But Step again, Step Brothers, it has a mark. I can, I can visualize the people who are seeing those movies. Strays, I don't get it. I think you just lost. don't embrace your inner child dog lover. It's... It's possible that you're right, but I just I again I just, I don't I don't know what else to say other than that we'll see. I think the 
the biggest thing for me with this movie is I can't imagine the number of people who will see a cute movie about dogs and mistakenly take their children to see a said oh, cute I'm movie so about dogs. And it is not a cute movie about yes. dogs. Let the chaos instill. I would think that like theaters are going to be like kind of ready for that as like ticket okay. takers are going to be like, hey, you sure? You're, oh, no. If you're, I, if, you're if the 16 year old kid working. I'm like, yep. Like, this you looks- want the chaos. Yeah, that's a pretty good argument. I mean, and there's going to be parents complaining about the fact that they let their kids see it too, which is hilarious. Well, August 18th. It sounds like you guys are going. It sounds like you're. you're I want to see a Strays and Slaughterhouse so. double feature. Honestly, that's possible. I could see that happening in like a, like a drive in movie theater. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Strays, August 18th. Jamie Foxx, Will Forte, Will Ferrell, Randall Park, Isla Fisher, Josh Gad, Rob Riggle, Sophia Vergara. Dennis Quaid as himself. That's another, that's very interesting to me. Not that I don't, I don't like dislike Dennis Quaid. I just, that's interesting. So we'll take a short break now. Come back, talk about our television entry here, Loki season two. But before we do that, Mr. Stephen Keller, it's Sir Stephen Keller. Apologies. It's been a while since I have shouted you out, since I have been remiss, but I would be remiss if I did not shout you out now as a night level subscriber on our Patreon. Stephen is a producer on this show. He gets this weekly shout out. He gets input into the weekly game segment, which will be hosted by Nerd Bomber this week. He, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and he gets the occasional guest spot on the show. There's another one coming up. You'll be hearing from him quite soon. There's also on our Patreon a Squire level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, and a page level of support, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. But you're going to want that vlog. The vlog, it's going to be me again this month, second time in a row. So get hyped for that. So again, the details on any and all of those levels of support can be found over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Thanks again to Steven, our producer. Thanks again to all our subscribers. And again, patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Help us keep this thing going. We will be right back to talk about Loki season two. But first, a message from either sponsors or other podcasts. Online Warrior podcast listeners, I want to take a few seconds of your time just to promote Xbox Taverns podcast. It's an Xbox centric podcast with news, reviews, as well as the five of us talking about all things Xbox. We're from the UK. Would love to get in your ears. Search Xbox Tavern on your best podcast app. And you can also head over to xboxtavern.com where we've got our latest reviews as well as some opinion pieces. Go check it out. Now, back to the show. All right. If ever there was a Disney Plus show that had any chance of getting me back into the MCU's clutches, it would be Loki. I think this was the single best MCU show that I watched during my time in the MCU. Would you Uh, consider it the uh, Jennifer's body of the MCU? Sorry, I had to. But I think it's the Jennifer's body. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was planning on making the same point myself. I think it's the Jennifer's body of the MCU. I really, I really, really enjoyed season one of Loki. And I remember being very surprised because I, th- going into that, first of all, I was starting to fall out of love with Marvel. And second of all, I was skeptical to begin with because I wasn't even a big Loki fan character-wise leading to that point. But all of the TVA stuff, the the universe they managed to set up that somehow felt distinct from what had already been established in the greater MCU, I I really admired and I really responded to. And also Owen Wilson and his mustache. I mean, come on. Season two, you know, we, we got this trailer. It looks like I'm, I'm intrigued by the premise. However, it has the mammoth task of 
dealing with the uh man i cannot think of the guy's name the allegations against the guy the guy you know who I'm shall talking not about. be named yeah he who remains is actually the name of the character but uh jonathan something man i cannot jonathan think of his majors. name jonathan majors thank you he shows up in this trailer as of this recording i'm pretty sure it's very uncertain as of yet what i mean we haven't heard anything from marvel about what they're going to do about this guy if they're going to keep him on they haven't said they're not letting him go it's possible this is all a big nothing burger based on what i've seen i really doubt that but yeah i'm, I'm intrigued for that reason i'm intrigued by the premise and i'm drawn in yet again by hiddleston and wilson so again if ever there was a time for me to get back in it would it would, it would be now with this show have you guys watched loki season one because i know you dragged your feet on that one a little bit we watched everything but she refuses to watch the last episode and I, it's the worst you which can is watch baffling it. to me you can watch it i just i had no interest up. so here here's the thing i don't like loki as a character i don't understand the obsession with loki as a character from the general public i find him very that is annoying. reasonable and That's reasonable so not only did i not want to watch a full show centered on him he didn't grow on me throughout the whole show and it was evident this is when they were starting to lean into multiverse stuff. Because keep in mind, this came out before Spider-Man. So this was like sort of the first inkling that we were going to delve into multiverse stuff. And I'm sorry, I tap out super hard with anything related to multiverse. I just don't care. I've never seen anybody pull off a multiverse. Never. And it's not going to end well. And I know it's not going to end well. And it's just going to waste my time. So if I was going to watch an MCU show, I wanted it to be something that felt self-contained enough that even the weird bits of multiverse that might creep in eventually won't affect me. And like Spider-Man, I had to watch because it was really good. But like, I just, multiverses, man, not See, interested. And Loki is not a compelling enough character to make me want to be interested. I think this is going to do just that. Where it's going to have multiverse stuff creep in just a little bit, but it's really at its heart going to be more of a like a time traveling thing. Don't like that either. But he- two, like I love science fiction, but two tropes I hate: multiverse, time travel. But the biggest vibe that I got from this show, which is very critically acclaimed and beloved, sure. is I got Doctor Who vibes from this season. I've this never looks watched good. Dr. Hugh. This looks good. Dr. Hugh. Well, that's Dr. Who. Dr. Hugh. Do- <laughs> Dr. Hugh. All about colors. <laughs> you need to culture up because... No, it's, it's this- just Hugh Jackman. <laughs> this looks good. Sorry, Tactic. So, Nerbomber, I hear all of your points. Like, I do even liking season one as much as I did. Loki, I agree with you. I don't think the obsession with the character is super well-founded. I don't... I think he's kind of annoying most of the time. He's snarky, but it's not endearing in the way that like a Tony Stark snark is endearing. At least again, that's that's my opinion. I hear you on the multiverse and time travel stuff too. They're they're tropes. In particular with the multiverse stuff is a trope. I do also agree with Technic, however, that I think the multiversal stuff in Loki in season one and potentially in season two, it's kind of a red herring. It's a lot more about the time travel and the TVA. And I, I have to go back to the TVA again because they they really created this like, and I, I don't really actually love this director, but I like the visual style of like the Wes Anderson-ish TVA. There's a lot of like muted colors. It's very like almost mid-century modern stuff is going on in a lot of places. It was just super interesting to watch. It was a new thing to be introduced to. There were some characters that were introduced that were not Loki that I think were great. I'm going to point back to Owen Wilson's character. I think he had an arc that has not yet been resolved. So yes, I am interested in this. Am I interested enough to actually sit down and watch it? 
and endure what I'm certain will be many other references to things I have not seen? That is a very good question. But I do, I, I want to endorse this, especially in light of my, the two first things we talked about today where I was as grumpy as grumpy can be. I'm not grumpy about this. I, I think this, this, this could be compelling. With that said, season two of this show cost them $141 million. That is too much money. My goodness, is that too much money? Like, that's a lot of like, money. It's a lot of money. So I'm not sure I agree with that part. But yes, I, I think this might be a thing. Tactic, further, further comments? No, like no I said, my, my, my biggest takeaway was this gave me strong t- inspirational vibes of Doctor Who. And that fact alone makes me want to watch it and just kind of squirrel away somewhere and watch it away from Nerd Bomber. Go for yeah. it. I'll watch my uh, teenage rom-coms. No, you're just going to be watching Jennifer's body on repeat somewhere, <laughs> is, is what I'm assuming. So this one, again, coming very soon. This is October 6th, so not quite as soon as the other things we've talked about here, but still near on the horizon. So be on the lookout for that. It's time for What Are You Up To Wednesday. What are you up to Wednesday? Wednesday. We, we have been... Yeah, dramatic pause. As, as has been mentioned previously on the episode, we've been on vacation. I'm going to turn it over to you guys to start because you were most recently on vacation. Whether or not that's what you want to talk about, the option is available to you. So, uh, Tactic, why don't, you, why don't you get us kicked off here? So, as we mentioned already, we went to the province of Quebec and we said bonjour and we met a lot of friendly people and we had a lot of good food. We saw all of the beautiful architecture, which if you haven't been to either the city of Montreal or the city of Quebec... Quebec has a lot of the gorgeous uh, architecture, and Montreal is kind of a happening, fun city. And just overall, it's a really good time. And if, if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. It's just a neat experience. But just remember, just a pro tip, if, if you're in the States, convert your miles to kilometers on your speedometer. It just makes it that much easier if you have uh, the now, digital display. Can you tell me anything about Canada's immigration laws? No, I was not. I was just living in the moment and enjoying life. Okay, uh, good, cool, cool. I don't do that. There are extensive ways. There are many different ways that you can potentially immigrate to Canada, but it depends on your circumstances. I imagine work visa is probably the easiest. That is one, but there are other ways as well. It depends on your personal circumstances. I regret bringing this up. Attack to continue, or is that it? And then besides the trip to Canada... We've also started watching Sonic Prime as just like a short show in between things or when we're settling down to bed. It's on Netflix and it has hardcore Saturday morning cartoons. I feel like a kid watching this. It's great. Don't hate on cartoons, guys. They're awesome. They just like mindless, fun, passive things to watch. I would argue it's more well done than your standard Saturday morning cartoon. But it, it, I'm telling you, it gives me hardcore Saturday morning cartoon vibes. And don't you dare knock on Saturday morning cartoons. They are well done. X-Men. Do you remember X-Men in its prime? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying the depth of character and plot development. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons always had that. Okay. This is not a knockdown. I promise you that. So, yeah. Sonic Prime is a good show. They make Sonic annoying, which is good because I don't like him. I'm a big Shadow fan. And I'm enjoying it. So... With that, I'm going to kick it over to Nerd Bomber. All right. So we watched the Mario movie, which I know has been out for a while, but it landed on Peacock. If you guys are waiting for movies to hit on streaming, we just never got around to seeing it in theaters. So it hit Peacock and we're like, let's do it. Let's watch it. Let's see how bad Chris Pratt's accent really is. And I got to say, it was pretty good. I am not the biggest Mario fan. 
Like, I like Mario. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm not obsessed with Mario. Of the Nintendo properties, it's not my top tier, which is probably sacrilege, given that Mario is, like, the Nintendo property. But, like, I never got into all of the, like, Mario lore. The way, and I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that, but the way that they approached Mario, Peach, Luigi being humans amongst this otherwise very animalistic style world was pretty interesting. And I really liked that approach. I don't want to tell you what the approach was, but I just, I liked the approach. I also liked how they tackled all of the different weird things that you encounter in the games, like how they explain power up. They had a lot of calls to different versions of Mario. Like they had the classic callbacks to, you know, your platformer original Super Mario games. They had your Mario Kart references. They had even callbacks to getting lost in the tubes like when you're playing like the 3d mario games and you have a bunch of different tube options and you don't really know where they all go and then you just get kind of lost i thought it was just really well done i thought the voice acting was great i think jack black as bowser was a very inspired choice i think he did a really great job there i was surprised that there wasn't a voice that bothered me i really thought chris pratt's voice was going to get under my skin but it was fine it was totally good and like even i was a little concerned about potentially like keegan michael key as toad but i thought it was it was fantastic he did a great job like the voice cast was not disappointing at all they did a really fantastic job and uh <laughs> i will say they did have the seth rogan laugh you cannot escape the seth rogan laugh and it does occur in the mario movie but overall i thought it was a really well done iteration and i'm not sure where the franchise will go from here if they're going to franchise it i will tell you to stick around after the credits there is an after credit scene so it's obviously hinting at a future for these movies and i think with how well it did at the box office like there will probably be more but yeah i was skeptical about how good this movie would be and i think i was very pleasantly surprised so that that was i i I find that disappointing, honestly. I want I want people to not like it, and I know I've lost this battle. But Illegal hates movies. I hate movies. Have you Except seen Jennifer's it? Body? That movie's awesome. No, I feel like you also I haven't watch seen it. Jennifer's Body. Okay. I actually haven't seen Jennifer's Body. We're gonna strap you to a chair, like you know those medieval torture devices where it like holds your eyes open, and we're gonna just then when have we're you... done with you, we're gonna make you watch a movie. <laughs> no, yeah, we're gonna yeah. just make you sit there and watch all of these movies. But yeah, it was pretty good. And good I've to, also flown through like a slew of books. Uh, the new Emily Hem- Henry novel I finished in basically like less than twenty four hours. Happy place. I'm undecided. Like, have you ever had an experience? And I, I'm not gonna talk about the plot or anything necessarily that I liked or disliked. But have you ever had an experience where you finish a book and you're like, wow, that was great. But then like you sit on it and you're like, I don't know if I liked the way that ended. Yeah all the time that's kind of where i'm at with it i thought it was really good i just don't know if i loved how it landed but if anybody has read the book get at me i'd love to hear your opinion on it well alrighty. yeah i'm kind of in a similar vein i'm kind of just so vacation time gives me time to like enjoy art and by art i mean like books and movies so i'm just gonna like run through a bunch of books and movies that i saw and read none of which are really current but all of which i really enjoyed i watched a few movies on vacation one of the older ones i'm really into mystery right now there's gonna be an overarching theme here of, of i'm enjoying mystery watch dial m for murder which is an alfred hitchcock movie from like the 50s i think and it's it's a murder mystery and i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say anything else about it because if i said a single thing about it it would give away something in the plot uh, which should speak to how good a mystery it is loved it strongly recommend it i think you can rent it for like three bucks on amazon if you're 
if you're into old movies at all and it's not like black and white but if you're into like older movies and that that tell a a really sharp story then that was a good movie then fast forwarded to my family's annual nicholas cage movie watching we watched color out of space which is based on a i think a lovecraft book or a lovecraft short story an asteroid lands in nicholas cage's yard I feel like I don't really need to say more than that to get... If you're going to watch the movie, you're going to watch it based on that. You're not going to watch it based on anything else. It was very enjoyable, a lot of which was because Nicolas Cage was really kooky, but also it was like kind of just a well-crafted science fiction movie, so I enjoyed that as well. And then finally, the third movie I watched, which I think you guys may have watched this one, is Vengeance, which oh, is yeah. B- the BJ Novak movie where he's in Texas. He's a podcaster, and he's making a podcast about a missing girl that he used to date that one i i did like it maybe start by saying i did like it i think bj novak liked the sound of his own voice a little bit too much during parts of that movie and by that i mean i think he wrote he some of his writing was like way too deep and ex- existential for what the movie was but so basically plot wise it was enjoyable yeah honestly kind of yeah like it it, it almost got too better where he Kutcher was like was fantastic in that movie he was great yes he he was great Ge- generally the cast was awesome it was it was it had its really good funny moments it was interesting it was well plotted so i i enjoyed that one as well as far as books go like i said mystery 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 i'm continuing to read a series of books called hawthorne and horowitz mysteries which is they're written by anthony horowitz and he writes himself into the stories i read the third of the what is going to be a five book series on vacation and that one is called a line to kill but did you read the first two I did. The first two, uh, the first is the word is, the word is murder. The second is the sentence is death. So the plots, the titles are all like literary devices. Uh, The fourth one, and I want to get on a soapbox here for a second. The fourth one is called The Twist of a Knife. And the reason I started reading these books is because I was wandering aimlessly through a bookstore in like February of this year. And I picked up a hardcover edition of The Twist of a Knife. And I was like, this sounds interesting because I read the back of it. And I know who Anthony Horowitz is because I've read some of his books. So I said, hey, I'm going to start the series oh, and I'll stop. catch up you and didn't... I'll get this book and I'll read it. No. Well, are you a heathen? You... Who does that? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't read that one first. Oh, no, okay. No. Phew. I didn't do that. I'm not, a, I'm not a psychopath. But lo and behold, I bought the first three in paperback. Now I go to buy the fourth one, which is this one, The Twist of a Knife. And it's only available in hardcover. The paperback doesn't come out until November. And I want it to be like a unified set, so I don't want to get a hardcover. So, I don't know. This this story doesn't have much of a point, but if it does have a point, the point is, what the hell? I don't know. I think it's because he's British or the book is is British, so it it has a weird release schedule. The hardcover releases like a whole year early or something. I don't know. It's out in November. I'm waiting with bated breath to get it. Anyways, yeah, that's the... uh that's that's my this that's my sad story i also read, read an agatha christie book that's like a jillion years old she's a classic mystery lady i don't really need to tell you what that was all about but yeah i'm enjoying mystery right now and i probably will continue to with that it's quiz time nerd bomber i'm going to turn the keys over to you to this this fine podcast machine but before i do that let me update us on the records because it's really tight right now technic seven and seven illegal lady six seven and nine nerd bomber also seven and nine Stephen three and oh Congrats, Steven. So we are fighting. Someone's going to have eight wins after this, and they're going to be the only person who does. So without further ado, Nerd Bomber, take it away. All right. So this week's trivia is all about Portal, the game you know, you love. I hope you've both played. I have played Portal, yes. Okay, thank God. One question. Will there be cake? Cake is a lie. There is no cake in these questions. I was trying to be very statistical here, but there will not be cake. Sorry. As always, though. This is a numerical 
Price is Right style quiz. Whoever gets closer to the answer without busting gets the point. There's five questions total. Please don't make me find a tiebreaker. That will suck. And we'll have Tactic go first. Yeah, he has the better record. Yeah, he has the better record. Keep in mind that you either get a plus one or the answer one. You only get one of those one time per game each person. Say one. One. That's right. No cheating tactic. All right. First question. What year was the original Portal game released? 2005. Oh boy. This is immediately just... I feel like that was a really good guess, first of all. Oh man. I'm going to use my, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to use my plus one right out of the gate and say 2006. Very well played. The game came out in 2007. So Illegal gets our first point. That felt worth it, but we'll see. It's early yet. Moving forward. So I was looking at, you know, Steam statistics. What is the all-time peak number of players that were all playing Portal at one time as reported by Steam? Now, can you tell me if Steam aggregates? I don't know anything about Steam. It's just PC players, correct? Yes, it's just PC players. At one time, it peaked at... Okay, bear, bear with me. This is going to be a big number. A long number, rather. 256,371. And Tactic? Is this all portals, Portal 1, Portal 2? No, combined? just Portal. Just Portal 1? I'm going to say 300,000. All right, you both busted. It only reached a peak of 20,672 players. Lame. Yeah, that game's sweet. What is wrong with you people? It's also super short, so maybe that's part of why people weren't playing it all at once. They just burn through they it. Just, they just play it and finish it, yeah. Speaking of super short, according to How Long to Beat, how long is the average completionist run-through of Portal? I think... The, oh, so the average completionist, not the fastest time. No, the average completionist. So someone who's trying to see everything 100% in the game. Get all achievements, whatnot. Oh, oh. I think you can do it in like six hours. Is this hours? Yes. Hours it's plus a strong minutes, guess. But... It's a strong guess. Because I, I think if you're just kind of going through it, it's like two hours. It's like nothing. But if you're doing completionist stuff, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to say four hours because I think it's still very short, even with the, all the achievements and stuff. Tactic is his first point. The average completionist run through will take 10 hours and 27 minutes. All right. Okay. It's fair play. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not mad. It's a tied game right now. So this is, you know, going back to Steam. Of the 136,790 total Steam user reviews of Portal, how many of those reviews are negative? How, and how many reviews did you say it was? 136,790. 3,004. 3,005. Another yeah, double bust. Only 2,062 Ooh. reviews are negative. I had it has to, though. A I had to. 98% oh, no. right positivity rate, which is very good for a game on Steam. I had no and also, let's just let's just pat each other on the back here. We were close. I'm yeah. proud of us. It didn't matter. It wasn't skill on my Whatever you said, you could have said 2 billion, even though it was impossible. All right. So unless you guys both double bust again here, this is the final question and the tiebreaker. busting. So GLaDOS is the very famous AI who oversees Aperture's Enrichment Center and is a main figure of the first game. Her quips and one-liners are really something special. How many words are in the character's first voice line when starting the game? What does that question mean? So GLaDOS's first sentence of the game, the first time you hear her, how many words are in that sentence? Uh, two. I guess first. What, what? Go, ahead, go, go ahead and guess. You can, see, you can have two if you want. I was I'm not, not attached to it. Let's say two. 
Uh, three. No, the actual answer is 12. And I can read okay. Wait, but that. he didn't guess. No, I guessed two. You, but you, then I you got it, buddy. One. Well, you got it. It's let's, all let's, up. Let's, let's okay, just, okay, fine. I have, I have another question. Now, this is going into the second game. Wheatley is another character that's introduced to guide the, the player. How many lines does Wheatley have in test chamber number two? And I'm not going to speak now until you do, because that's how it works. How many lines, not sen- not words? Lines. So, like, sentences, lines. Four lines. Uh, two. Again, two. Tectic takes this one. You gave yourself a very short window there, illegal. I just, had I don't think these lines. people are very, I don't think they're very loquacious people. That's fine. I feel like I kind of lost already anyways. I'll, uh, I'll take the L. Also, Tactic, hold this, hold this W for me. GLaDOS's initial line was, hello, and again, welcome to Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. You just saying that, oh. just flashback. Yeah. It's also an interesting line for the beginning of the game. Uh, so that moves me down to last place at 7 and 10, Tectic to 8 and 7, Nerd Bomber right in the middle at 7 and 9, and uh, Steven 3 0. So we'll be back next week to uh, have another quiz, this time hosted by Tactic, and it'll be another 7 win versus 7 win showdown. And uh, in the meantime, head over to Apple Podcasts, let us know what you thought of the show. And uh, hit us up at our Twitter handles mentioned previously in the episode if you want to chat about Slother House or Loki Season 2 or whatever the third thing we talked about was. Why can't I think of it? Strays. I totally just shoved it out of my head. So once again, just remember that I apparently don't like any movies. I don't like comedy. I'm a thief of joy. But hopefully during this past hour or so, we, we all brought you some joy. So we'll leave things at that. And I will invite you all to stay safe and keep on podcasting.